0: I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck
2: is so funny about me?
0: Tell me. Tell me what's funny. For me, sir, God damn it. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers gotta fuck. Come on to the coast, we we'll get together, have a few laughs. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked?
3: am so Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head
4: off.
0: And the medic gets up and says, oh my God god i'm your huckleberry my advice to you is to start drinking heavily put that coffee down following well, this calls for the old billy barule that's a huge bitch
1: the royal penis is clean your highness hey where are the white women at
3: Hey, motherfucker.
0: It's over, Johnny. It's over!
4: How are you tonight, ladies and gentlemen? What is going on? am your right now I'm your host. I am Boxman David Richardson is my name. Um right now it's just me. I'm kind of hanging out. Uh Anthony should be here in a little while, but till Anthony gets here, I can do a do a few things, uh go over a few little uh notes about the movie. Maybe go over the cast a little bit. Um then hopefully Anthony'll jump in. I might need to take a break if Skype acts up like it has been. But until then, let's uh let's do this. Um the movie we're doing tonight is Tombstone. Uh nineteen ninety three movie Tombstone, which is actually about uh a few things, Tombstone, Arizona, uh, they mentioned the gunfight at the O.K. Corral, and this is also the story of Wyatt Earp, Virgil Earp, and uh, the three brothers, the Earp brothers. Um, so, this is a really, really, really good movie. Um, the good thing about this movie is there's a lot of truth to it. Uh, it's not one of those movie. I mean, it, obviously, any movie in Hollywood that is the true story, they are going to take some liberties here and there. They're going to exaggerate here and there. But pretty much most of this movie is true story. Um, also, Doc Holliday, it's, it's, it's really all about the old school, um, basically the... The, the cowboys against Wyatt Earp and his crew, which is actually, you know, a damn true story. All of all all of the events in this movie pretty much all happened. Um, so, you know, let's go ahead and, like I said, we'll go through some of the cast while I'm waiting for Anthony. Kurt Russell plays Wyatt Earp. I don't believe I really need to go into Kurt Russell. I believe the name speaks for itself. This man has been in, you know, a shitload of movies. Uh, I don't need to go into it, but of course, I will a little bit. Uh, Kurt Russell. I mean, this guy has movies dating back to... Jesus Christ. I mean, he was in... In 1962, this man was did one episode, uncredited, of the Dennis the Menace TV series... Um, you know, movies going back to, uh, let's see. What's the first movie he's credited for here? Uh, The Eleventh Hour, 1963. Uh, TV series, The Man from Uncle, 1964. I mean, this guy goes back, 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 back. But, obviously, some movies that, uh, we can pretty much, probably most of us know him for. Um... I actually remember him from the Elvis TV movie a long, long back. Escape from New York, obviously, is one people will remember him from. Big, Big Trouble, Little China, Overboard, Tequila Sunrise. One of my favorites, Tango and Cash, Backdraft, Captain Ron, Executive Decision. We've talked about that. Uh, another one of my favorite movies, 3,000 Miles to Graceland um i mean just you know death proof Uh, he's furious seven i haven't seen furious seven yet be honest with you but i mean just you know for back from them and the guy still has credits going on today so you know that's him we go to val kilner playing doc holiday and i think now Wyatt Earp has a lot of movies made about him. Uh obviously, you know, everyone would probably say, Well do you know, is this the right movie to watch if I want to learn about Wyatt Earp? Or do I watch the Wyatt Earp movie? Well subjective obviously. Uh if you want to know about his life after being a lawman and going to Tombstone, Tombstone's your movie. If you wanna know about his life as a lawman before Tombstone, Wyatt Earp's going to be your movie. Uh, so there's, you know, the, the two. Wyatt Earp, you know, the one with Kevin Costner. But um, anyway, back to Val Kilner. He plays Doc Holliday. One of the best Doc Hollidays I've ever fucking seen. He really did a hell of a lot for this character. I mean, we've brought up people like... Um, You know, Emilio Estevez playing Billy the Kid and just how amazing he was. Now, I know nothing about Billy the Kid. None of us ever met Billy the Kid. But the way that Emilio Estevez brought forth that character is the same way Val Kilmer brought Doc Holliday to this movie. Uh, We will play many clips by Doc Holliday tonight just because, you know, that's what this movie... This movie has a lot of fucking great clips. Got some long ones in here to play, but um, I've got them all pretty uh, pretty, pretty laid out here. We've got Sam Elliott playing Virgil Earp. Sam Elliott. I mean, all I need to say is Roadhouse, don't I? Roadhouse. Fucking Roadhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, Wade Garrett. Roadhouse. There you go. Sam fucking... Elliot that's it that's it and you know B Megs Judd just said in the chat Val Kilmer number one in this movie I completely agree I think his character in this movie was what made this movie uh we had Bill Paxton who just recently passed away this year playing Morgan Earp and I've said before if you go through the 90s Bill Paxton was in every movie he just was. He was just in every fucking movie, this guy. Um there's your three your uh, your three Earp brothers, by the way. Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott, and Bill Paxton, Wyatt, Virgil, and Morgan Earp. Uh we had Powers Booth playing curly Bill Brocious, which we will uh definitely get into him. Michael Bean Behan, I believe is his name, plays Johnny Ringo. Great, great character in this movie also um, and again, it's good to talk about these people because these characters are real and these people existed. Um, Michael Biehn was one of movies I know him from, is Navy Seals. You know, he's been in a ton more and we'll get into him more. Uh, Charlton Heston is in this movie. Jason Priestley is, eh, he's in the movie, not a lot, but he is in the movie Uh, You have John Tenney, Stephen Lang plays Ike Clanton, Um, Thomas Hayden Church plays Billy Clanton, Thomas Hayden Church, I believe we all, you know, we we know him, he started off on a little TV show called Wings, Uh, but, um, you know, he's been in this movie, he was in one of the Spider-Mans, I forget which one it was, please forgive me, Uh, but he's... Very underrated. A lot of voice work behind him, too. Dana Delaney is in this movie. Uh, Paula Malcolmson is in this movie. She plays Allie Earp. She's one of the brothers. uh, I believe it's um, Sam Elliott's girlfriend in this movie. By the way, she was in one episode of NYPD Blue. Bing, bang, boom. Your tie-in. Billy Bob Thornton has a little part in this movie, which we will play now. Billy Zane even has a part in this movie. And I'm going to bring up a name that you guys are going to be like, what, really? Wyatt Earp was in this movie. Yes, Wyatt Earp. He is legitimately the fifth cousin of Wyatt Earp. This man's name is Glenn Wyatt Earp. Uh, He's done a few more movies than just this one. But, yeah, there still is a Wyatt Earp around, and uh, he is him. He's really only done three other movies. In 2008, he did two quick quick movies. Uh, He was an airport announcer. He was a voice in Pretty Ugly People. A TV series, Sorted Lives. It's the series he was in that. And something uh, called Grace of the Gun, which was a short in 2010. Um, but uh, there you go. He was in those three. Yeah, his name really is Wyatt Earp. So he legit, like I said, fifth cousin of the real lawman Wyatt Earp himself. Um, Kind of going through. That's really uh, Frank Stallone is even in this movie uh obviously, the brother of you know the
1: is alone. yeah, that's my, my brother in the movie yeah. 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 all
4: right, that was my fun for the night, just so you guys know I've got uh a little bit of uh absolute citron sitting over here, a few beers, and uh I'm feeling no pain feeling no pain but uh there's one thing there now let's get into a couple of questions in this movie one you hear the name doc holiday and you think well was this guy really a fucking doctor well guess what john henry holiday aka doc holiday was actually a doctor he had a degree of Dental Surgery from Pennsylvania College of Dental Surgery, uh, which is now part of the University of Pennsylvania. Uh, In 1872, he got that. He was 20 years old. He actually did have dental offices in Atlanta, Dallas, right here in Dallas, and he often practiced less formally on the side during his travels in, you know, places like Dodge City and they say some even in Tombstone. Um, he stopped practicing dentistry because of the tuberculosis. They never really say in the movie, I don't believe, that he has tuberculosis, but he does have tuberculosis in this movie. You can hear that, you you can tell he's sick, Um, but instead he took up gambling as a profession, and uh, more than that, so... But yeah, um, there you go. Rumor is that um, you know he got tuberculosis from his mother ten years before he even realized he had it. So there's that. Doc is an actual doctor. Um, so there you go. Anthony's actually about to hop on, and uh, I like I said, I might need to take a break if Skype is giving us trouble. But uh, we'll see what happens here. Anyway, um, where was I here? Um, Kurt Russell. We will go into him a little bit before we get out of here. Now, Not only was he in Furious 7, he was in the new one. Fate of Fast and Furious. I didn't know that. Uh, Jesus Christ. That man has been in a lot of fucking movies. So, yeah. I did not realize he was in the new furious movie and he's also in guardian of the galaxy i did not know the new one i did not know that either so look at me don't know much so there you go that's these two let me see i got a feeling anthony's having a problem getting on here but uh we'll find out in just a minute here uh who else do we have here um we were going into Michael and a little bit. Like I said, Navy Seals. He was in a little movie called The Abyss. He was also... I don't know how I forgot this. He was Kyle Reese in the original Terminator movie. So, you know, he was in that movie. That's just a few of them. He was in one of the Grindhouse movies with Kurt Russell. And uh guy's done a shitload of fucking movies. I mean a shitload of movies um, he was another one that was sort of you know in a lot of movies but you didn't really just never had huge notoriety even though he was in a ton of really big movies he was in the rock you know he um not the wrestler of the movie he was in the art of war of two in 2000 um, with was that was a wesley snipes movie let me see, he even did an episode of Law & Order, Criminal Intent, did a little movie, let's see, another one, let's see, I'm trying to think of something that we've all heard of, not going to his tapped out, I've seen that, and he's got some movies in post-production, he actually has, let's see, one, two, three movies coming out, 2018, that are in post-production, so we'll uh, see what happens there. But uh, this guy here, I believe, even was... He goes back to 1978. He was actually in the movie Greece, which... Make fun of me all you want. This'll, this is one of my favorite movies. I love Greece. But he was an uncredited... He was one of the school athletes in the movie Greece. But... Um, as the movie goes we'll get into a few more of these let me uh... you know what let me take a quick break see if I can get Anthony on here because it shows he's here give me a second let me see if I can call Anthony before I do any of this and uh, we'll go from there if I can get Anthony on great if not we'll take a quick break let's figure out what's happening here no he's not going to let's take a quick break and we'll uh we'll be right back. Let me give you guys a little song here, and we'll be back in just a second. I'll get Anthony on here. Alright. I'm sorry about that, everyone. I finally have Anthony on the line with me. Took a little while, but I finally got him. What is going on, Anthony?
2: What's going on, bro? I have not been replaced yet, so uh, welcome to you, and welcome to the esteemed listeners of the TH Team League Review. There you go.
4: I gotta turn you up just a little bit, or turn yourself up a little bit, actually. But crank it up, Anthony. Crank that shit up. There you go. go. Alright. So, there we go. Now, Anthony... We, uh... I talked a little bit about... uh We've been doing... I've been talking about Tombstone. I sort of went through the actors already. And it's getting a little late. So... Yeah, so I think we should get right into the movie And um, like I was saying, this movie's mostly true They took a few liberties here, or a few liberties there But uh, let's go ahead and get right into the movie I think the intro pretty much uh, sums up the whole movie Maybe a little long, but I'm going to go ahead and play it What do you think? No problem Here we go
1: 1879 The Civil War is over, and the resulting economic explosion spurs the Great Migration West. Farmers, ranchers, prospectors, killers, and thieves seek their fortunes. Cattle drovers turn cow towns into armed camps with murder rates higher than those of modern-day New York or Los Angeles. Out of this chaos comes legendary lawman Wyatt Earp, retiring his badge and gun to start a peaceful life with his family. Earp's friend John, Doc Holliday, a southern gentleman turned gunman and gambler, also travels west hoping the dry climate will relieve his tuberculosis. Silver is discovered in Arizona. Tombstone becomes queen of the boomtowns, where the latest Paris fashions are sold from the backs of wagons. Attracted to this atmosphere of greed, over 100 exiled Texas outlaws band together to form the ruthless gang recognized by the red sashes they wear. They emerge as the earliest example of organized crime in America. They call themselves the Cowboys.
4: All right. And that that's where the movie starts. I do want to say one thing real quick, Anthony. I was mistaken. They do mention Doc Holliday's tuberculosis. Um, Anthony, real quick, I want to ask you a question before we uh, get into this movie like we're going to. Um Doc Holliday, played by Val Kilner, what do you think? Like, like, bad motherfucker. (laughs) I mean, is that, that's really all you can say, dude. He was just so good in this movie. And I was saying how me and you were talking about Emilio Estevez playing Billy the Kid, and... You know, it, it's sort of the same dynamic. Billy the Kid just brought that character to life, and I think Val Kilmer did the same thing with Doc Holliday. He sort of stole the movie. We've just said it. The the exact moment I said it, he sort of stole the movie. You know. Uh, go ahead. Sort
2: of, he did. Man, I'll say hey, like he's like the, the movie.
4: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, he, he definitely stole the fucking movie, but god damn, he was good. Uh, Weebs is bringing it up. The budget for this movie was $25 million. The box office profit for this movie was $56,505 a This was a really good movie, and I would dare say this movie came out at a time when people needed another cowboy movie you know
2: were you a big western guy growing up
4: um my dad loves the old western movies um matter of fact my dad likes the old westerns where the, the the man who played doc Holliday in three different movies about wyatt earp was actually um adam west who played the original batman so my dad likes him wow, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah, my dad likes all the movies that he's in with uh you know playing the uh, the character there but my dad's big into the old westerns me not so much I do like watching them usually the stories they tell are really good and I love this one because it's pretty much a fucking true story you know what I mean it, it it really is. I mean, like I said, they took a few liberties, but, you know, what movie doesn't? But, um, you know, the, the main villain in this movie is Curly Bill Brocious, played by Powers Booth. And he he's pretty much a badass, too. But um, basically the movie starts out right there, right after they sit there and talk about... Uh, you know Wyatt are finally retiring, but the cowboys they sort of come right in now again, we were told the cowboys all wear red sashes, so remember that you know that's that's definitely a big part of the movie, but right in the beginning, they go to a guy who's getting married, it looks like they're in Mexico for this part, and immediately. They basically just say, y'all kill two cowboys and start shooting. Um, But Curly introduces himself here, and I think we might need to play that part. What do you think, Anthony? I do. Give me one second here, and we'll play that. uh... All right, here we go.
1: They call me Curly Bill Brosis. I'm what you might call the founder of the feast. So next time we come, you better step aside. I ain't kidding either.
4: Now, he's pretty much the leader of the cowboys uh, in this, this area of Arizona that they're uh, basically shooting this movie in, Tombstone. And, you know, there's a preacher there that they're talking to while after they basically kill this guy for killing two cowboys. And, you know, the preacher's yelling at him and this and that, how they just come in and kill people. And, uh, man, these were tough times to be alive, dude. Tough times. Tough fucking times.
2: I swear. I thought this was hilarious.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to play the part. Shot up the wedding. I, I am going to play the part. They did shoot up the wedding, and uh, right after that, they basically <laughs> sit down to a little meal, and uh, while they're sitting, the preacher comes up and starts screaming at them and talking this and talking that, and uh, we do find out here that uh, the man who plays Johnny Ringo, Michael Bean, is. More than just a an old time cowboy thug. He's uh he's a very smart man and uh get a little bit of that right here and I'm gonna go ahead and play some of this for you guys. Real quick, that was the preacher coming up to him and telling him something and Johnny Ringo just pulls out his gun pops one in his head and acts like nothing happened and the rest of the crew they're shocked for a second but then you get uh, then you get this
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey Johnny what I'm asking me sick horses don't get us huh quoting the Bible
0: Revelations Behold a pale horse the man who sat on him was death and hell followed with him
4: well, There we go, a little, little idea of uh, Johnny Ringo who, uh, you know, a- according to most accounts wasn't the badass they made him out to be in this movie. Um, He was actually rejected by his family for being who he was, for being one of the Cowboys. Basically, these guys, I mean, they say it in the intro, the Cowboys were the first coming of organized crime in the United States. You know? It's exactly what they were. Yeah, too. Do what?
2: I said I can't believe that, too.
4: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's definitely believable, but, um, I mean, you know, we, we, we uh, this is right here where, where Wyatt Earp actually comes into town. He's in Tombstone. Um, immediately, the marshal walks up to him. Matter of fact, I'm going to play that part, too. Immediately, right when he walks into Tombstone, the marshal walks up.
1: Mr. Irv. my name's Dake, Crowley Dake,
0: U.S. Marshal for this territory. Forget it, I'm retired. Excuse me? I said, forget it. I don't want the job, and that's final. I don't think you understand. Oh, you don't understand, Marshal. I did my duty. Now I'd like to get on with my life. I'm going to Tombstone. Ah, I see. Easy on the greenbacks. Strike it striking
1: decks. rich. There you well, go. Well, all right, that's fine. I'll tell you one thing, though. Ever saw a rich man didn't wind up with a guilty
0: conscience? I already got a guilty conscience. Might as well have the money, too. Good day now. You know, he's got a good point there.
4: I've already got a guilty conscience. Might as well have the money, too. That's a good line, if you think about it. Because it really makes sense. Well, I'm already this... Might as well have that. You know what I mean? But, you know, hell, I've already got the guilty conscience. Might as well be rich and have a guilty conscience. Fuck it. You know what I mean?
2: So. I'm already going to hell. Wow. Might as well have some fun on the way.
4: Ah, very good way to put it. Um, but in the next scene here, we actually get to meet Doc Holliday a little bit. Comes up to a little scene where... Uh, Doc Holiday is gambling a little bit, um, and we get to see a little bit of uh, what Doc Holliday does for a living. And Anthony, I did bring up before you jumped on here, he was a real doctor. He was a dental surgeon. Didn't know if you knew that or not, but that was the reason they called him Doc. So, here you go. Bef- I did
1: not know that, sir. Yes,
4: before he developed tur- uh, tuberculosis. And uh, that's exactly where the movie pretty much picks up is where he decides to call it quits and becomes a gambler. And uh, here's a little idea of that. 500
1: must be a piece of a hand. Oh, thank you, darling. Kate. You're not wearing a bustle.
0: How oh, dude? Come on, Holiday, You in or out, goddammit? Well, Ed Bailey, you look like you're just about ready to burst. Come on. Come on, show. <coughs> well, I suppose I'm deranged, but I guess I'll just have to call. Couple your ears, darling. Isn't that a daisy? Why, you son of
3: a
4: bitch. Alright. Isn't that a daisy? The daisy line comes up in this movie a lot. If you've uh if if you've ever seen this movie, probably three or four times the, the Daisy line comes up. Doc actually at one point in the movie, and I we will play that scene. Doc actually says, Well you're a daisy if you do um, and it's actually during the fight at the OK corral, and uh we will definitely get into that um let me see something here. everyone's saying it's cutting out a lot, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. hope it's just b meg's cut now maybe b Megs has a shitty computer, but um yeah, yeah, so. That was it right there, and uh, you know, basically, you got the gambler, Doc Holiday, who, um, you know, he, he he, like they said before, he was coming to town. Uh, Shaheen's saying it's also, God damn it, am I gonna have to? Please don't tell me I gotta restart my computer. And you can barely hear Anthony. Anthony, crank yourself up a little bit. <laughs> All right, and Shaheen is saying it's... Uh, you're good now. Shaheen is... Uh, you're good. I can turn you up a little bit, by the way. And Shaheen is saying that it's skipping every few seconds. But I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's, um... Anyway, uh, they do finally get into uh tombstone here. I'm gonna keep going a little bit. Uh yeah, it she thinks it's your connection, not your volume. But I get you cranked up, so we'll see what happens. Um uh, we keep going here a little bit though, and uh you know this after this scene obviously the guy was pissed off that Duck Holiday won. And it actually shows here that um Duck Holiday ends up killing this dude and robbing this fucking place, actually. (laughs) Uh, Which just shows. Doc Holliday, again, the badass we've all thought he was. But the woman in this movie, Kate, that plays his... I'd say his girlfriend, but goddamn, dude. She plays his enabler.
2: (laughs) it
4: it's the only way to, to to describe her, yeah, she's an enabler um uh, I mean there's plenty of points in this movie where he's told you know, don't do it, don't do it, but uh, and he does it anyway because of her but i'm I'm gonna play a little more of this scene right after the guy gets up uh again, doc Holiday steals this goddamn movie, but um I'm gonna go ahead and play a little more we of this cross.
0: scene. There you go. Guns don't scare me. Without them guns, you ain't nothing but a skinny longer Ed, what an ugly thing to say. My poor ugliness. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? <laughs> you know, Ed, if I thought you were my friend, I just don't think I could bear it. Friends again.
4: There we go. Doc Holliday puts his guns on the table and the guy still comes at him. And what does he do? Pulls out a knife, stabs the guy. Um, but yeah, and uh, I, I really hope the connection is good for everyone because it's not as bad on my end as it seems to be coming out on skype so i don't know we'll deal with this i'll be honest guys we tried skype didn't work we tried discord it was lagging like a motherfucker on my computer so we just decided to do it on google hangouts maybe it is a little bit laggy but i'm sorry guys and we're doing everything we can here to uh make sure anthony can hear these uh these sounds that i'm playing but uh yeah that's uh that's pretty much our first meeting with doc holiday um the next scene we kind of go to is wyatt they do finally show up in tombstone and he's with his brothers virgil and morgan and uh they meet the town marshal who, let me see here, is played by... What's that fucking guy's name? Do Harry Carey Jr. Um, no relation to the baseball announcer, Harry Carey. So before anyone starts going, it's
0: Harry Carey's
4: son. No, it's not. It's Harry Carey's son, Um, but not the same one you're thinking of. So that's who plays him and Mutz the Marshal. And he sort of explains that the only law going around that town of Tombstone is the Cowboys, and that's kind of why I want to play this scene. Um, And again, it brings back the fact that these guys are basically... Organized crime. So here you West go. Town
0: Marshal. My pleasure. <laughs> a lot of law around here. Already met the county sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he ain't no law. Only real law around here is the cowboys.
1: Cowboys. I'd have run in with a couple of them up in Prescott.
0: Nobody does nothing without them. I mean, they're it. There's three of them right over there. You can always spot a cowboy. They always wear those red sashes. <laughs> the Main fact is.
1: Cowboys are good for business. What
0: about all these saloons? Oh, That's a real mother load here in Tombstone. All up and down Allen Street here, 24 hours a day, you got liquor, hostesses, gambling, making money hand over fist. All except the Oriental. That's a regular slaughterhouse. Even the high rollers won't go near it. That's too bad, too. It's a nice place.
4: Now, The Oriental, this is where they finally get a piece of the action. The Oriental, I love Um, (laughs) it. Go go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead. Go
2: ahead. You've seen the movie. Talk. Come on, man. The Oriental. How the hell can I follow that line? The Oriental. (laughs) This show is sponsored in part.
4: Are you laughing because they used the word? (laughs) By the Oriental?
2: (laughs) No, No offense to the Orientals out there, though.
4: Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, look, this is what eighteen. Jesus Christ, this is like eighteen seventy-one or something like that, dude. 1880. I mean, this movie's way back in the day. 1880. Eighteen? What is it? Eighteen eighty? Jesus Christ, good job, Anthony. Uh, but yeah, the <laughs> Dweeves is right. Oriental was also in Monopoly, uh, which is why they made a bunch of different monopolies, um. But they're saying, the, you know, the Oriental's a place that no one really should be going into. <laughs> but of course, you know, as, you know, as as Fred just said, but uh, who walks right in there? God damn it. But Wyatt Earp, who encounters none other than Billy Bob Thornton, who I don't believe had been a, been really a big actor before this.
2: Oh, but he... I, I like... We said it before but Billy believe, Bob Thornton always makes an impact no matter how small his role is in a flick. I'm noticing that with him.
4: He does, but I I mean I believe this was pre-slingblade. I'll tell you what, give me a couple seconds here. I'll pull up the old IMDb. I believe this was pre-slingblade. Uh so let's see here. Let's go back. Tombstone was 1993.
2: Sling
4: Blade was 96. was 96. Yeah. So this was Pre-Sling Blade. Uh this wasn't his wasn't his first movie. Billy Bob Thornton was in a few different things before this, but this was probably one of the this was might have been one of his bigger roles before he kind of broke out with Sling Blade. Um, I know he was in On Deadly Ground. I mean, you know, that's an old uh, Steven Seagal movie. But uh, this the, this part here, I guess we can go ahead and play the part where Wyatt Earp walks directly in there and uh, finds out why the place is so empty. Here we go.
0: Howdy, stranger. What can I get you? I wouldn't mind one of those cigars. I'm about ready to go. Hold on. Here shall stop you. just play Thank you. Kinda nice in here. There you, go. you run it? Bill choice, owner, operator. Waiter. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. I said lay off the queen, you jackass. I swear I'm gonna slap somebody now. Excuse me for asking, nope, but uh, kinda dead in here, isn't it? You don't listen too good, do you? See that bird at the flower table? You back that queen again, you son of a bitch, I'll blow you right up at Wildcat's ass. Do you hear me? Huh? He was barging in here one day, slapping all the customers, waving his gun around. He chased out all the high-class play. The only trade comes in and I was just the bummers and the drovers. Just the dregs. Why don't you get rid of him and get yourself a straight dealer? Sure, stranger. That's easy for you to say. Shit. Hey, God goddamn it, Junior, how many times am I gonna to have to tell you to keep that damn cigar out of my face? Huh? Alright,
4: before I start this scene here, um obviously he he runs into the bully. Which is what you know, the word we would use now. He's the bully of the place. Yep. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs>
4: okay. Um Wyatt Earp isn't the dude to take a bully lightly. And uh basically this is what Wyatt Earp does. Um, again, I did say some of these scenes were going to be really fucking long, but uh, they're worth it. These, Some of these scenes in this movie just can't go without being played. So it's like I'm here sitting here playing cards right. with
0: my brother's kids or something. You nerve-wracking sons of bitches. Something on your mind? I just want to let you know you're sitting in my chair. Is that a fact? Yeah, it's a fact. Well, for a man that don't go healed, you run your mouth kind of reckless, don't you? No need to go healed to get the bulge on a tub like you,
4: Anthony. Did you notice the wordage they used yeah, there? Heal. <laughs> they said heal. Ain't that yeah, I a gotta, bitch?
2: I say, I gotta say this about uh, Billy Bob. Did though, you know? Right? I love him as an actor, but do you notice like mm-hmm. how he basically plays like the same character from roll to roll?
4: Well, he plays Billy Bob Thornton, but that's that's <laughs> that's listen, when when you have a distinct accent and cadence and voice like Billy Bob Thornton, it's a blessing, but it's also a curse. Obviously the curse part of it is the fact that B Megs brings up an old, uh, caught a hanger chief. That's from rounders. (laughs) I don't know if he expected me to know that, but I, I do know that fucking, uh, that quotes from rounders, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, I forgot what I was even fucking saying, but, um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, this is bad. Oh, anyway, but uh, you know, it's the obviously the curse of it is you get typecast. And you know what? I'm gonna bring. I know this isn't a wrestling show, but I'm gonna bring up someone who sort of this happened to, and then he was able to break out of it. AJ Styles. AJ Styles has that Southern accent, that baby face voice. But was able to break out of it. But Billy Bob Thornton just in Hollywood, he has that voice. Now luckily he did. Now we mentioned Sling Blade. That was way I would say that was probably out of his comfort zone. I mean he went as he went so far in that movie that he had broken glass in his shoe to walk the way he did.
2: Do you know that? I did not know that.
4: He has, he put broken glass in his shoes in order to walk the way, the odd way that Billy, that, uh, you know, that he walked in that movie Sling Blade. That's dedication, yeah. dude. But, I like Billy Bob Oh, Thornton.
2: I do too. Oh, um, real quick.
4: I mean, look, any man who has...
2: Oh, I'm sorry, I wanted to throw yeah. out a quick little fact. What about... Elvis. Did you know he actually sure, sure. Did you know he actually had a uh, Country rock band Yes Did you know the name of it I actually
4: did I do not I was
2: going to ask you if he was like a, uh, The guitar man in it Was you like a, a <laughs> bass player or something Ugh
4: Ah, uh, the swinging little guitar, man. That was an Elvis line. No, I wasn't. But that's pretty
2: cool. And they're actually, uh, they're still around. They were formed in 20, 2007, and they're still going strong.
4: Really? Well, good, man. Look, I, I... Listen, I like when these actors go out and do more than just... Yeah, I like when they go out and do what they want to do. You know what I mean? Go do it. You guys have the money, you yeah, most of them have the time. Go do what the fuck you want to do. <laughs> I, I I I appreciate actors who go do that instead of you know just trying to be the guy that everyone thinks they should be. Uh you know, whatever. It, whether I look, uh, that's why I, I look, you can say what you want about Jericho and his shitty band, but That shitty band is probably making him a pretty goddamn good living on top of WWE. I look at
2: it like this. If you have the money to live your life, people listen to that
4: shit. I I absolutely agree. And if you you know what, not even the money. If you have any way that you can live your life even and be happy, do it. I say do it. Fuck everyone else, do it. And that's what I say. Um, so there you go, but yeah, man, Billy Bob Thornton, he is, listen, any man that's been inside Angel- Angelina Jolie, I got to give a high five, <laughs> you know, cyber high yes. five.
2: And I, and I also want to shout out, I also want to shout out Weeds for the, uh, line here about a uh, broken glass equals suck at CZW. <laughs> I, I had to give him <laughs> some, uh, some, uh, props for that one because that was fucking cracking me up right now. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. Billy Bob is more hardcore than DJ
0: Hyde.
4: Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, more hardcore than fucking Zandig too. Goddamn. Um, all right, let's get into this because this is where I believe this is one of the parts in the movie that really this is this is where the movie takes a turn. This is where you get. Wyatt herb showing he don't take no shit, but this is also where the guys really start their their business. So let's play a little more of this and uh he really lays that into fact. Billy Bob here.
0: Mm. That's a fact. Well, I'm real scared. Damn right you're scared. I can see that in your eyes. All right. Man, go ahead. Go ahead. Skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Listen, mister. I'm getting awful tired of your... (laughs) I'm getting tired of your gas. Now jerk that pistol and go to work. I said throw down, boy. You gonna do something or just stand there and bleed? No. I didn't think so. Here, Bill. Keep safe.
4: Takes off his gun, throws it to the bartender. That's what he's doing right here. I will finish this scene, but I kind of wanted to break in, let you know what he's doing. Right over the bar. And uh All here right,
0: you youngster, go. Youngster, out you go. Okay. Going back. Ever? Oh, what do you say, Milt? Twenty-five percent of the house takes on about right.
4: So there you go. These guys are in town ten minutes, and uh, Wyatt walks into the worst place in the world, the biggest I guess dive bar in the world. And uh, walks in, cleans it up, and gets 25% of the house. Um, They do mention... You know what? Anthony, I'm going to go ahead and play the rest of this scene. Is that all right?
0: Well, we're off and running. Just acquired us a quarter interest in the game at the Oriental. Acquired? So to speak.
4: All right, so they acquired an interest in the uh, Oriental. Um, You're going to hear in a minute, um, and and we're going to get back to Billy Billy Bob in just a few seconds here, you're going to hear the mention a game called Pharaoh in a minute. He said, we got a Pharaoh game. Pharaoh was a game that was very popular in these days, not played much anymore. Um, really the only people that play it now are like old civil war enthusiasts and people like that. It's very similar to, uh, Baccarat, which I have no idea how to play. No idea. The only game I know how to play mentioned in this movie is poker. I can play any game of poker you throw at me, but, um, Basically, this is back, Baccarat. My my uncle can play the shit out of some Baccarat, but I don't know how. He
2: said it so, again, Pops.
4: This is it. Now, wh- and, uh, which part?
2: You said Baccarat? Sounds like an old school wrestler game. You know, where they go from town to town and bag a bunch of reds.
4: Back. Bagger. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually back. back. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I like that.
2: Baccarat. that.
4: Uh, but there you go. Time to bag her at. I'm sure fucking hey Ricky Morton is all Rick about Blair, that he shit. Probably about Uh oh. Well, uh, ten thousand and one, according to Flair, I believe. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Fifi was counted in that one. So uh, who knows? No, she got counted about twice. Um. Yeah. No shit. Uh. But now I'm gonna play. Uh, a little more because Billy Bob Thornton obviously is p- really pissed off that he just got thrown out of the bar like any bully would be. But um, basically, right here, he walks up. We not only get to hear a little bit of what happens here, but this is where Wyatt Earp realizes Doc Holliday's back in town. Uh and here they're with him. They are all supposed to be joining here to kind of enjoy life. And uh I'm gonna play the part right. Uh well, may as well play from right here
0: where we left off, oh, okay. now all we gotta do is keep our eyes on that brass ring, fellas. You're the one, why? why?
4: God damn it. They were they were already talking about Vince's brass ring. You believe that wow. shit.
2: We might have to, <laughs> this this is a wrestling episode. It's a
4: wrestling episode this is a wrestling movie, God damn it, God damn it, they were going for that brass ring, and God damn fucking Roman reigns wasn't holding them down uh, <laughs> all right. All right, here we go, let's play the scene. let's play the scene to get away from wrestling uh again we meet uh we we meet doc holiday again in tombstone and uh this is also where uh, johnny tyler we hear the name finally uh a little a little a little taste and he does not know that this is wyatt Earp yet by the way and uh we will hear his reaction when he finds out it is
1: madcap doc
4: where you going with that shotgun
0: Grass ring, fellas.
4: You're the one, Wyatt. Either rewind.
0: Hold on here. Why Johnny, Tyler! The Mad Madcap, Doc. Where are you going with that shotgun? I didn't know you was back in town. Well, well. <coughs> How the hell are you, Wyatt? I am rolling, Morgan.
1: Doc. Virgil. Oh, Doc.
0: Water. herp.
1: Going into business for ourselves, Doc.
0: Well, I just got us a Pharaoh game. Oh. Since when is Pharaoh a business? Didn't you always say that gambling's an honest trade? No, I said poker's an honest trade. Only suckers buck the tiger. The odds are all on the house. Depends on how you look at it. I mean, it's not like anybody's putting a gun to their head now, is it? <laughs> That's what I love about Wyatt. He can talk himself into anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Johnny, I apologize. I forgot you were there. You may go now. Sleeve that shotgun. <laughs> Hold on. Thank you I'll stop it a second.
4: Okay. Just to preference this scene, not preference, but sum up this scene. Billy Bob Thornton, Johnny Tyler, comes running up to kill these men, basically Wyatt Earp with a shotgun, obviously realizes who he is. By the time he's leaving, he's thanking Wyatt Earp. You go to kill a man and by the time you leave you're thanking him for not killing you. You understand you you, you, you see a problem here, yeah. Anthony?
2: <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, I see the problem there.
4: It's kind of fucked up. It is funny, but it's real fucked up. That shows what kind of, you know, reputation Wyatt or Pad uh and you know obviously his his reputation was as a, a, a lawman um and a badass lawman obviously um but uh, this is also where uh right here the uh obviously a little town like this would have some entertainment and uh we see the little uh now he is uh, married to Maddie A girl named Maddie in this movie uh, Maddie Earp is played by Dana Wheeler Nicholson Really hot woman um, And in this movie she's addicted to uh, Hard to say that word Ludlum is what she calls it It's actually called Laudanum Laudanum is really the name. It's basically a concentrate in uh, extracted opium, which was extracted into alcohol, is what it is. And his wife is addicted to that. She says she uses it just for, you know, headaches, but obviously she's addicted to it and shows it in a few scenes. But we do see where Wyatt sort of sees the entertainment coming in which is a a play um and we meet dana delaney right here who sort of plays she's the actress in the play um and the guy that is with her playing the other actor was in a little movie called clash of the titans i don't know if you probably saw that in school right anthony Well, I mean, I saw it more than one year in school, but, uh, I'm stalling because I'm trying to find his name, uh, is what I'm doing, by the way, but, uh, yeah, here we go, the, uh, Clash of the Titans, Ty- wow, that was 1981, uh, obviously, a it is definitely one of the films that we saw in school, I remember seeing it, um, I can't think of the guy's name. It's still not even right in here. I must have pulled up the wrong one. I believe it's Harry Hamlin is the guy's name. But I could be fucking wrong. Who knows. Whatever. But he was in that movie. Nope. Harry Hamlin. I'm right. I'm right. And uh, he is in that. And um, we go in. There's one scene. Now they take the first guy in this. And the cowboys basically first scare the shit out of the first dude juggling on stage. And uh but we go to the uh the one scene and then finally the actress comes out in a little devil scene and uh curly Bill, being him uh hisself, go ahead and makes a little statement about uh the devil in this scene and we're gonna go ahead and roll that and
1: what I do? i take a deal and then crawfish and drill that old devil in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> do what you I already did it
4: I already did it. he says, um now again, Johnny Ringo not but put it that counts I'll put it that way, not the badass they make him out to be in this movie um His family, basically, like I said before, his family shunned him for being one of the cowboys and a murdering piece of shit. Uh, His family, his mother, his father, wouldn't even basically take him back in. They basically just told him, you know, you're not part of this family anymore. Um, I'll get into more of that a little later in the movie. Um, Actually, I'll tell you what. I'll get into that when... Uh, him and Doc have his little uh the little ending scene where uh some the more daisies get brought up. But um that's the one scene now, you know, as this little play is going on, they don't know who the devil in the scene is that's that's uh that's doing the play, and it turns out to be Dana Delaney, the girl in this movie who plays What is her name in this goddamn movie that she plays? Josephine Marcus is their name in this movie. And, uh... He... When she came out, she gave him a very passionate look. Like she actually knew who he was. And, uh... Let's go a little bit here. We'll play a little bit more of this. Um actually I'm going to play from the part where you know they're all looking and once Wyatt finds out who the girl is then basically he says something and of course Doc Holliday
0: damn you may indeed if you get lucky
4: He makes that little comment right in front of his in front of uh Wyatt Herb's wife at this time. Not taken very well. But uh, you know, he's once he finds out who the deli is that I'll be damned. And uh, you know, Doc Holiday. You, know, you just might if you play your cards right. But uh anyway, let's go ahead. Now we go to now they leave the play and they do go to work. This is their first night at the Oriental. And the cowboys don't exactly make it easy for them. Uh I'm going to play definitely some of this scene and uh we're going to we're going to get into this right now. Now the cow again th- their first night there at the Oriental, they're trying to make some money and the cowboys come in and start fucking with them. I can't play this whole scene because there's a pretty visual scene, but I'll definitely go over it, and uh, I'm gonna play this for you right, goddamn now. Not gonna believe
3: it.
1: White herb, huh? Heard of you? Listen now, Mr. Kansas Law Dog. Law don't go around
0: here. Savvy? I'm retired. Good.
1: (laughs) That's real good.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's real good, Law Dog, because Law just don't go around here. Yeah, I heard you the first time. Winner to the King, $500.
4: The voice you hear talking about Law Dog, that's Stephen Lang. He plays Ike Clanton. I will get into more about Ike also because he is the one who says he was unarmed and ran from the gunfight at the OK Corral and it does show that in this movie so we'll get a little more into Ike there and there's a few more parts where I'll get into Ike but I did want to bring him up, bring up who he was so you kind of knew what was going on and uh, we'll play a little more of that scene from here
0: Shut up Ike. <laughs> you must be Doc Holliday that's the rumor you retired too? not me I'm in my prime yeah you look it Uh, you must be Ringo look darling Johnny Ringo the deadliest pistol there since Wild Bill they say what do you think darling should I hate him? you don't even know him no, that's true, but I don't know. There's just something about him. Something around the house. I don't know. Reminds me of me. No,
1: I'm sure of it. I hate him. He's drunk. And vino veritas. Logic,
0: what I, Jake, would I just... Preda judaea sotella non ego. Eventus stultorum. magister In pace requiescata. Come on, boys.
1: We don't want any trouble in here, not in any language.
0: Us Latin, doll. Evidently, Mr. Ringo's an educated man. Now
1: I really hate him. What's it, chani Johnny? I hear he's real
3: fast.
4: (laughs) Alright. I can't really play this part because uh, it's very visual. From here, basically, uh, Johnny Ringo does a little uh, gun spinning scene. He uh, just sort of shows off with his pistol, spinning it in his hand a little bit. And Doc Holliday kind of makes fun of him by doing it with his little uh, drinking cup. But uh, this is sort of, I mean, they've already got some heat with these guys. And I know I'm using wrestling terms, but God damn it, it's in my fucking blood. <laughs> what are you going to do, right, Anthony?
2: <laughs> Maybe we should down some IcoPro. Pro.
4: <laughs> yeah. There, I said someone did. I, I never I'd said I go pro.
2: Did I? Jesus, box. Are you in? Are you in Zubaz right now?
1: Actually, I. Son am. of son I of a I gotta be on <laughs> Anthony. I will
4: turn on my camera and prove to you I am an actual. I am here. Here we go. I'm gonna show you. Here we go. Look. <laughs> Look right there. Tag. Zubaz, right there. There you go. Original pair, I do actually have on Zubas. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's funny you said that. Actually, I do. <laughs>
2: Zubas heels, and Ikelprop on mine.
4: Jesus Christ. Anyway. Um. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, this is this, you know, obviously, you know, like I said,
3: I can't stop laughing now.
4: I'll do another shot of vodka in a minute here. Um, you know, this is obviously, I wish I could play this because, you know, but it would make no sense. Uh, no, I am not in a tank top and I don't have a mullet weebs. <laughs> but, uh, you know, basically, <laughs> this, I could play... You know what, I'll play right after they do their little duel, I guess you could say. Um, You know, like I said, Johnny Ringo's sitting there spinning the gun around in his hand. And uh, basically, uh, Doc Holliday takes his drinking cup and spins it around a little bit, kind of making fun of, you know, what you know he just did but obviously uh, it was pretty cool it was funny but obviously the cowboys don't take uh don't really take kindly to it so they sort of laugh it off a little bit as the whole crowd laughs but another great part in the fucking movie uh they walk away curly bill's pissed johnny ringo's kind of like whatever but they talk a little bit more about uh what's going on
1: drinks are on, on me hey. <laughs>
0: Kind of spooky around here. Curly Bill, huh? Who was that other idiot? Mike Plant. Tables open.
1: The man dealing Pharaoh. Who is it?
0: That's Wider. Better name for himself as a peace officer in Kansas.
1: Hmm. Peace officer? Very impressive.
4: All right. Now, Dana Delaney here is. You know, Josephine, I guess we'll just call her let's just call her Josephine, is sort of really noticing him. Um, Wyatt Earp, obviously, uh, shows next day he's just out riding his horse and those two actually meet up. And he's a little nervous because, I mean, again, this is a married man, but he obviously has some feelings for this woman that are kind of, uh, unnatural, not supposed to be happening for a married man, but, uh, they end up sitting, talking, having kind of a little picnic together, um, so, you know, that's it, they kind of ride their horses around, but, uh, that's sort of, you know, I don't there's not a lot in this scene I need to go through or even play, um, but he is definitely having some, uh, Feelings he shouldn't be for her. And uh, then he goes back to Maddie, and he sees what a mess Maddie is. Now, I did say Maddie was addicted to the, you know, Laudlum or whatever. Um, And you can hear it in this scene. She's laughing. She is fucked up. Uh, And Danny's bringing up the movie Unforgiven. Uh, I actually watched that a little bit today. Uh, It was on TV, and I watched it a little bit. That will be a good one, a good one to do eventually. I do like doing the cowboy. I I was really hoping our first cowboy movie would be Young Guns, but uh, I think Tombstone Anthony is probably a damn good one to do it with. Um, Just I mean, what what a fucking movie, you know? Yeah, and it's true. It's, it's, it, it's, like I said before, it's a true story. Yes, they took some liberties. Hollywood always does. But Young Guns wasn't as much of a true story. So I'd really prefer to talk about something that's a true story because, you know, what we're saying is documented and really happened. So it's just more fun. I really like talking about true, true movies. So, you know, that was one of the reasons I love doing the, um, you know the Goodfellas episode. Uh, Black you know, mostly a true story. Black Mass, uh, yeah, another one, another one that was, but um, Black Mass, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and play a little bit of this. You can just hear how fucked up Maddie is, and we'll uh, we'll run it. Is that the opium Lou gave you? It's
0: a new bottle, isn't it? You better go easy on that stuff.
1: Wyatt, leave me alone. And where have you been? Just out. Uh, mm.
0: Riding. How you feeling, Maddie?
3: <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm all right. I am alright I'm
0: fine. <laughs> well, you sure? I'm sure. You know, I was thinking today, we've already made a pile of money in this place. What if we pulled up stakes and just moved on, you know? and we could stay on the move, just keep going, see the world, just live on room service the rest of our lives. How'd that be?
3: <laughs> room service?
4: Alright, so you can sort of hear what's going on in this scene. Oh, excuse me. <coughs> God damn, that hit didn't go down well. Ah. Anyway. Um you can sort of hear what's happened in this scene, obviously. You know, he's trying to after his little cheat meeting, he's sort of uh trying to get her to leave and he really just wants to he just wants to see the world and not, you know, do what he's doing, but, um, it, you know, it, Maddie's just fucked up. Obviously, opium must have been like the heroin of, you know, today. I guess or the crack of today back well, then. It, you
2: know, we might as well keep the wrestling. Like, we might as well keep you the know? wrestling comparisons going. It's like she was doped up on somas.
4: Mm-hmm. She was like
2: she sounds like she was. The, Sounds like she was there the signing of her era, of her generation.
4: She was maybe even worse. She was like the, uh, she was the, the Shawn Michaels. We'll just go with
2: that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> the Scott Hall.
2: So wait a minute. So wait a minute. Era. Instead of getting beat up by she get beat up um, by Marines, beat yep. up what? Cowgirls, uh, a bunch of nuns. Who's <laughs> jumping her in the bar?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Mm, good question good question I don't know we'll have to figure it out man um, PMX says opium is the tits opium is good it is good it's uh, unfortunately what happens is when you go for opium now you get that pink bullshit and that's, that's, that shit just sucks that shit needs to look like fucking tar when you get it and that's the good fucking opium the good shit. That pink shit never did nothing for me, bro. Never. Never, 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 never. Not that I, you know, not that I would ever do opium or anything. But I'm just saying. Um, speaking of opium, that actually brings us to our next scene where Curly Bill comes out of the opium den. Um, and the part of this scene that, uh, again, this scene is true. Curly Bill did come out of the opium den, and um, I'm gonna play more a little bit of this scene, and then I'm gonna stop it, play a little more. It's gonna be one of those scenes we're gonna break down a little bit for you guys. So let's uh, let's go ahead and give you some sound and roll. We'll... just, I'm not going to play this whole thing you guys don't need to hear a bunch of gunshots he's basically just shooting his guns off here, doesn't care what he's shooting at, people are running getting the fuck out of his way and uh, somebody walks uh, the mayor decides to walk into uh, here we go, let me go ahead, the mayor walks into the oriental uh, which is where the marshal is and he basically tells him. You know, hey, look, Curly's out there shit up. Somebody's got to do
0: something. Well, I believe you're the sheriff. No, no, this is not county business. This is a town matter, Marshal.
4: Now, I did say mayor. He's the mayor. He's the sheriff. He's the tax collector. And he's also the real estate broker in town. So he's everything. I wasn't. Wrong. I just forgot to mention a few things. So, here we go. This is where the Marshal uh, Fred decides to go out there. Let's see here. Uh, his name in the, in this movie would be uh, Marshal Fred White. Again, uh, that's Harry Carey. No relation to the baseball announcer. Again, and uh, he goes out there to stop it. And we're gonna play a little bit, and I'll stop it in a minute. Why
0: don't you just leave it alone? No, I, uh... I gotta do something. Oh, There's wow. wow. a the down card.
1: On now. Well, howdy, Fred. Hand those over, Curly. Hand them over. Why, sure, Dad. <laughs> I've only fun. <laughs> Here you go.
4: right, I'm going to pause it right there. <clears throat> now, he's obviously fucked up and uh, goes to hand him his gun and shoots him. Now, he does shoot the marshal. Now, he was never... First of all, there were no witnesses to this that would come forward. um, And... Curly Bill definitely was in a obviously highly altered state of mind when he shot Fred White, and it's really difficult to figure out what he was really doing. And again, this is a true story, so well, yes, I am talking about this like it's true, because it is. Now, take in mind one thing. When you do opium or something to that nature, it's a very peaceful... And, um, it kind of throws the aggressive behavior out the window. You know what I'm saying, Anthony? I mean, it's sort of like the weed. It calms you down. It's super weed. Opium is super weed, is what it is. Uh, so the last thing on his mind is going to be hurting someone. Um... Now, you'll hear right after he shoots him, he's very concerned that he's been shot, and it almost seems like he doesn't know how he got shot. Uh, it did take Fred a while to die from this wound. He doesn't die right away like it shows here. <clears throat> but um, basically, even Fred, on his deathbed, basically said it was an accident, don't blame him. And um, that's how it worked out. He never got blamed, never got anything. But uh, we do see in this movie where there, where Wyatt Earp does confront him. So, you know. But uh, I don't know, Anthony. What uh, accident? I mean, you saw the movie. What do you think? Accident? Purposely? I
2: believe it what was an think? accident done on purpose.
4: <laughs> okay. Me being a person who's actually an accident done on purpose. Hmm. That's weird. Is, is a, that is yeah. what you said, right? Accident done on purpose. Okay. All right. I could see that where basically he was so fucked up he didn't realize he was doing yeah. it is what plausible you're saying. Denial,
2: but, I mean, I look at it like this, I look at it like deep
4: down, denial
2: like he wanted to do it, but if he's called on, called out on it, he could say, you know, I was fucked up at the time. I didn't mean to do it.
4: Alright, so you think it was sort of purpose. Yeah. You, 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 I mean, you really think he really, I mean, I, I won't deny deep down he probably wanted to. I will deny that at that moment he wanted to. So, you know, it's It's one of those catch 22s, you know, where, you know, he's damned if he did, damned if he didn't. But this really did happen. And he never was tried for it. But I'll play a little more. And again, we just said he was obviously very distraught right after this happened and was like, oh my God, what happened? What happened? So mm, maybe he got away with shooting him. Maybe it was an accident. I, it's one of those things that'll go down in history as what the fuck
2: happened. So,
4: I mean, but I'm going to play a little more of the scene for you guys.
2: No, look, I was just going to say real quick. You know, honestly, not the right defense on this. In my opinion, I do think it was done purposely. All jokes aside, I do think it was done purposely.
4: And you look, look. You could be right. for- Unfo- i mean, this was you know, like you said, this is 1880 we can't ask anyone. We'll never really find out. And when I'm reading into it more here, it says exactly what I just said. No one really knows what happened. Possibly this man got away with murder, you know, back in the 1800s. It wasn't... uh, uh, But no one knows. No No DNA, obviously. (laughs) You know, so it is one of those, exactly no DNA, no nothing, and like i said you know in the movie it shows us few people witnessing it but really no one did nobody uh, according to you know according to people uh, according to legend nobody actually witnessed it and they were alone out there but um you know even the marshals told people it was an accident and uh Curly Bill was never charged with this. Go on now, Brad. You got old hey, Fred
1: Bright. Hey, shut the parcel.
4: Okay. Now right uh, by the way, I forgot I need to preface this a little more because you're, you're like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, right after he shoots him, obviously everybody came out. Um, Wyatt Earp hits Curly Bill over the head, and uh, that's where this scene picks up. So what you just—that thud you just heard—was Wyatt Earp hitting Curly Bill over the head with a pistol. So he pistol whipped his run. ass. You get him off so here All right, back
0: off. Get a rope. Bring him up. Nobody's hanging anybody. He just killed a man. No. I stand trial for it. I get back. Move.
1: Turn him loose.
4: Uh, real quick, the voice you hear now—that's Ike. Ike walks up to him. And uh, his first words are turn them loose. And uh, there you go. Just again, I want to let you guys know who you're hearing, what's going on, because you can't see it.
1: He said to turn loose of it. I'm not.
0: So go home.
1: I swear to God. Law dog, you don't step aside,
0: we'll tear you apart. You die first, get it? Your friends might get me in a rush, but not before I make your head into a canoe. You understand me?
1: He's bluffing. Let's rush him. No. He ain't you bluffing?
0: You're not as stupid as you look. I... Now tell him to get back. Go on now. Get back. Go on! Billy!
1: <laughs> You'll kill me. And you, music lover. You're next.
4: (laughs) Obviously, Doc Holliday just walked out here. um, Again, stealing the scene, in my opinion. I know not everyone will think that way, but (laughs) like Weebs just says, more memorable Doc Holliday lines, and I will definitely play the scene here. Um, Yeah, Doc Holliday walks out talks to him uh, by the way this is the you know Thomas uh, Christian Church speaking right now and uh, I'll play the rest so you guys can get the uh, the good duck holiday lines in here and uh, here we go you'll kill me oop I accidentally hit a little bit back but here we go
0: and you music lover
1: you're next <laughs> drunk piano player. You're so drunk you can't hit nothing. In fact, you're probably seeing double. I have two guns. One for each of you.
4: Okay. Anthony, I have two guns. One for each of you. (laughs) That's
2: where don't take the well, I mean I thought that you were watching this scene. I really did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Saturday, he smoked a couple of balls. There
4: are times I have Yeah. There are times I have more than one gun on me. I won't lie. There are definitely times I have one on my ankle and one on my hip. I won't lie about that. Um so, yeah, I guess I could see where you come from there. Yeah,
2: so, so if you're every drunk on a Saturday night, you'll you pull out both guns. I got one for each of you. <laughs> uh,
4: it'd be tough for me to get to my ankle piece, but uh, that that ankle piece is for if I'm ever fucking down out and uh, I got nothing left. <laughs> got f- so. fucking
2: Mark Frizz on the line you know, here, but folks. It, Mark Frizz on
4: the line. <laughs> <laughs> It's rare. I carry my ankle. I pretty. I. I pretty much just carry my hip. My my hip piece. Uh, my nine, and that, that's pretty much it. Because my ankle one a twenty five, that I do. If I do carry my ankle one, it's a little twenty five caliber. Uh, trust me, dude. I would love to be carrying fucking these revolvers these guys carried back then. Man, these three fifty sevens, these forty fives, and these. You know, 44, I would love to be carrying those, but uh, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I guess I can see where you would say that.
2: Now, Box, uh, uh, now, have, we're we not quite at the halfway point, but just about uh, the movie. Uh, what would you say the body count is? Because uh-huh. starting off with that opening scene, we saw a lot of uh, bodies dropping. in this one.
4: we did see a lot of bodies drop there then we have the scene where uh the two friends of doc holidays and wyatt herbs dropped a guy uh man and we we haven't even gotten to the OK corral yet we're 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 close we're very close uh matter of fact we're about 10 minutes away from the OK corral scene um I don't know. I don't know if uh, I don't know if they even put a number on it yeah. in this movie. I would say right now we're only we're, we're looking at a few. We're not looking at many right now. I would say maybe eight yeah. to ten right now. That's about it.
2: And I gotta say, um,
4: yeah, uh, but it d- definitely,
2: I was, it was kind of weird that they should. They went to the trouble of not showing a bride getting murdered early. To mention it earlier. I was actually surprised at that. Well, they she didn't. Getting murdered. Well, she didn't. Well, she didn't get. Well, she didn't get murdered. They shot
4: the husband, and she went over her. Uh, the only per, the only other person that got murdered after all the other people were the priest, the preacher. Oh,
2: yeah, cause I for some. I remember them dragging her away, and I just visited,
4: they visited her him. getting
2: murdered in a uh, barn or whatever, whatever that, uh, building was behind them.
4: I, I, they may have. Look, I. I don't know. Uh, you're right. They did show her kind of dragging her off. Yeah, yeah. I thought that...
2: Because I remember after that scene, like, but... as they were sitting down at the table to eat, you heard two shots. Because they shot the husband dead, and then they, it was about four of them that dragged her off, and they drug her to a room. And as the, everybody else was sitting trying to eat, you heard like two or three shots.
4: Hmm. Now you might be right might be right that might be something I actually fucking miss man
2: yeah
4: uh, might be fucking right and,
2: and for some reason so, i might be it might be late but i remember a horse taking a bullet too in this movie
4: <laughs> uh no animals were harmed in the making of this movie uh anything you see is certain, is just a movie stunt uh <laughs> we'll just say that right now um, but I'm gonna play more of this scene because right now, uh, his brother Virgil, obviously Sam Elliott, and of course I mentioned uh, Sam Elliott before Anthony, and the only movie I need to mention for Sam Elliott is Roadhouse. This is Wade fucking Garrett.
2: Sam Elliott in general. I'm just a in general. Uh,
4: a- Any more? Uh, he's a badass dude. He is a bad... This is the one man that my mom looked at my dad one day and said, if I ever cheat on you, it's because Sam Elliott asked me to.
2: <laughs> <All right. laughs> Fucking, I'll, I'll throw this out real quick. Go, Mom. I'll <clears> throw this out real quick. We Were Soldiers. Did you ever see that one?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: He was in mm-hmm. that. Big, like, yeah. He's been mm-hmm. in a lot of underrated flicks, in my opinion.
4: Draft Day? He was in Draft Day, which the only reason we haven't done Draft Day yet is because uh, we need to have uh, Smart Wahlberg on for that one. He despises that movie, and I really want to pick. He is a huge football fan, and I actually really want to pick his brain and see why he hates that movie so much. So... We will do that movie one night, and uh, Smark will be joining us for that movie most definitely. I'm gonna play a little more though. Uh, Sam Elliott comes running up here, obviously Virgil Virgil Earp, and uh, here we go.
3: Go home now.
1: I see you
3: soon. I see you soon. We'll meet again.
4: All right, and that's Ike there. That's Ike there saying "see you soon," and he will. Uh, You know, from there, basically, uh, you know, he they take him to jail. Curly is him. Uh, They take Curly to jail. And, uh, again, I told you the whole story. He does not stand trial. Uh, Or he does stand trial, but uh, they do not arrest him for this. He's not charged with it. Um, That's it. But, uh, you know, the next scene here is Wyatt and the brothers kind of going through. And uh, someone, the uh, mayor, sheriff... Whatever the guy is, comes in and asks them, you know, what are you guys going to do? You guys have made a lot of money in this town. Um, I, you know what? I didn't plan on playing this scene, but I guess I can play a little bit of it right when the mayor walks in. Here we go. I'm going to play it from right here. Mayor,
1: but you're barking up the wrong tree. You know you
0: men are making a lot of money in this town. That's good. That's good. Good for you. In the meantime, a lot of decent people are suffering. But please, don't let me take up any more of your precious time. Rack em.
1: I tell you, I'm suffering from a hangover.
4: I wanted to play that because, I uh, see, the one person in this scene who actually hears kind of what the mayor said about the suffering is Sam Elliott, um, Virgil, in this movie. He does hear it. He understands what he's saying, and he's starting to show a little bit of sympathy for the people, and he kind of gets that the people in this town are being fucked by these cowboys. He goes out afterwards, you know, they're basically sitting there playing pool. He goes out afterwards, and, you know, there's a gunfight, and he pulls a kid out of the way. Um, And it doesn't show it, but obviously he goes out and takes the job. And he actually becomes the marshal of the town. Um, And uh, first rule he makes as marshal? No guns carried openly in town. Kind of weird. Um... Any towns that have open carry might know that uh, even now that open carry is legal in a lot of states. A lot of places put up the 30-06, which is 30.06, uh, statement saying that you cannot open carry in their establishment. A lot of people don't want open carry even though it's legal in states. It's legal here to open carry. You do have to have a concealed weapons license here in order to open carry. But I would say a I mean I would say 60 to 70% of restaurants and places you go into do not allow open carry and have it posted that you're not allowed to open carry. So, I don't know if you've ever seen that in your your town, Anthony. I don't know what your your laws are there. I'm not- Exactly
2: familiar, but do you even? I would imagine, given our murder rate, our yeah. murder rate at one time, I wouldn't be surprised well, it wasn't legal.
4: Oh, well, I mean, you know, you want to, you want to be shocked? Do you know the state that has the strongest gun laws?
2: If I had to guess,
4: do you know who has the, Illinois? Take a guess. You know what? You're right. Chicago has the strongest gun laws and the highest murder rate. Do you find that odd at all? Isn't that weird? It's it's harder to get a gun in. It's supposed to be harder to get a gun in Chicago than New York. And still they have the highest murder rate. Which, in my opinion, I know this is a a thing Shaheen won't agree with, but in my opinion shows that strong gun laws don't work like everyone thinks they should. But uh, that's another show, neither here nor there. Um, But like I said, the first thing that he does is no guns in town, Sam Elliott does. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and and play the scene real quick. Let's go.
1: calm down and listen to me nobody's saying you can't own a gun nobody's even saying you can't carry a gun all we're saying is you can't carry a gun in town that's not too, that's not too bad is
0: it
4: Anthony I heard you laugh. What's up?
2: Did you not hear the same speech that I just heard? What you laughing at? Nobody's saying you can't carry it. What? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry.
4: They're not. They're just saying you can't carry it in town.
2: Just don't let us see. it. That's all they're saying. Just don't let us see. it. That's it. All
4: right. Anyway, Wyatt or uh, Wyatt pulls up here, and he's kind of wondering what the hell is happening, and uh, i I have
0: to talk to you about this. No, we don't have to talk. You can read, can't you? It's a town matter, what not town. What the hell are you doing? I told you we weren't getting involved.
1: You got us involved when you brought us here. Uh, you hold on a minute, Verge. Hold on, nothing. I walk around this town and look these people in the eye, it's just like someone slapping me in the face. These people are afraid to walk down the street. And I'm trying to make money off that like some goddamn vulture. If we're going to have a future in
0: this town, it's got to have some law and order. um
4: some goddamn vulture. Jesus Christ, they're Robert. They're they're Rob Feinstein.
2: Coming soon.
4: (laughs) I can't believe it. So we're going to
2: get a Doc Holiday shoot interview from the grave. Coming soon.
4: Yeah. Coming soon, James Ellsworth. He was just fired from WWE. I'd love to talk to him. Look at my duck face pictures on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Anyway, um, (laughs) let's get back to the scene. Uh, (laughs) Let's get back to the scene uh obviously you can hear and hear. i'm just going to play it i'm not even going to fucking it's got not say
0: nothing anything. to do with you wyatt it's got to nothing do nothing to do with me i'm your brother for christ's sake god i don't believe this talk to him will you or hit him <laughs> uh. all
4: right now he points to his brother morgan here bill paxton and says you know talk to him hit him do something he pulls aside the coat. He's got the badge, too. So not only did one brother accept it, uh, but two brothers are actually marshals of the town. And uh, I'm going to play a little more. You
0: said, why we're brothers. Got to back your brother's play. Just did like I figured you would. All right, now you listen to me. Oh, first time in our lives we got a chance to stop wandering and finally be a family. Now this is trouble we don't need. You saw what happened to Fred White. We know what we're doing, Wyatt. Okay, fine. Say you're right. Say you don't get yourself killed. That's something else. All those years I worked those cow towns, I was only ever mixed up in one shooting. Just one. But a man lost his life and I took it. You don't know how that feels, Morton. Believe me, boy, you don't ever want to know. Not ever. Didn't you make a dent, did I? All right. You're both making a big mistake. All right,
4: so this is... The start sort of of the issues between the Cowboys and the Earp family, um, obviously with Doc Holliday involved in it. Uh, The next scene here we get to is Doc Holliday in the Oriental. He's gambling. He's playing poker. It's late at night. The brothers finally go to him, and they're like, you know, Doc is really fucking bad right now. Uh, You need to do something about it. So, you know, this is where they come in. They bring in Wyatt. They call him. And um, he's sitting there with Ike again. And this is where the real heat comes in with uh, Ike and uh doc holiday and this is actually kind of the stem from where the whole okay corral fight comes from so play a little bit of this and let's roll on
1: pull up a chair (coughs) why just in time pull up a chair
0: doc been hitting awful hard have you
1: nonsense I have not yet begun to defile myself. I was wondering
0: if maybe you wouldn't want to go on
1: over that. I will not be poor there. Thank you very much. That's right. That can go on day and night and then some. That's my loving man. Okay. Uh, While this
4: scene is going, I'm going to pause it real quick and just say now. Again, we talked a little bit about Kate, the girl he's with. Um, Anthony, I think you were, uh, not on yet when I talked about Kate, she, oof, I called her an enabler. You did hear yeah. that part. Um, she was a prostitute, which is how he met her, which isn't shown prostitute in the movie, but that's how he met her. This girl was a, but she really didn't see any problem just letting him get fubar f- 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 fucked up beyond all recognition, dude. F- f- fucked up, and you know, but but this is this is sort of the scene where he <clears throat> he, being Doc Holliday actually passes out, and um, I'll play it from here. Have
1: another one, my loving man. Oh man. Hey like, loving man, you've been called.
4: Uh, by the way, this scene is the scene where the fifth cousin of Wyatt Earp is in. Uh, he is sitting at the table with him playing, and he was the one that just said, I'm in. So if you want to know where the main scene where you can see him is, this is the one.
0: Oops. What is that now, the 12 hands in a row holiday? Son of a bitch, nobody's that lucky.
1: Why, Ike, whatever do you mean? Take it easy, boys.
0: Maybe poker's just not your game, Ike. I know. Let's have a spelling contest. <laughs> what about if I just ring your down? <laughs> you look like
4: Okay. Again, Duck Holiday with one of the funniest lines, stealing the scene. I know. Let's have a spelling contest. <laughs> uh again, Val Kimmler stealing the fucking scene, the movie. Um, but I'll play a little bit more of this just so you can get the idea of, uh, where the, the real hate comes in for the Wyatt family here.
0: Are you taking his part? I'm the one got cheated. Goddamn
1: pimps. You're all in it together. Nobody's in anything, Like you drunk. going home and sleep it off. Get
0: your goddamn hands off me! Don't you ever put your hands on me, see? <laughs> Don't you ever try to manhandle a cowboy, because we'll cut your goddamn pimps hard. out. you understand me, you pimp? Don't you threaten me, you
3: little son of a bitch? <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right. Come
0: on in, Fergie. You, you just go on home and forget about it, all right? I
1: ain't gonna forget nothing. Well was a bust. Come, darling, let's
0: see the team and elsewhere. Forget it, Go on, get
4: some fresh... All right, you can hear how fucked up Duck Holiday is. Um, you can... Uh, now, Ike sits here. He's getting his guns back because the bartender has to keep his gun. And uh, Duck Holiday actually falls down here, passes out, bleeding from the mouth... From the tuberculosis. Now, there's another part I want to play where uh, Doc Holliday is in and finds out, uh, laying in bed, finds out what's wrong with him from the doctor. And, uh, you know, basically he tries to tell his girl, we got to stop this shit. This is ridiculous, but actually this is a little bit in it. Um, Here we go. Let's actually start here because uh, this is the next morning now. Right after Doc falls down, Ike sits there and says basically these words. He's like, I hope he dies, this and that. And eventually, Virgil, Sam Elliott, hits him over the head, puts him in jail, basically drunk, disorderly basically wants to keep him in jail overnight Um, the next morning some cowboys show up to pick up Ike and that's where I'm going to play it from you're
1: going to give Ike back his gun up till he sobers up
0: Wearing that badge don't make you right. The hell you think you are. Watch the way you walk, you stupid fat. Easy, kid. I'm sorry. Uh,
4: by the way, this scene here is another scene where this is the fifth cousin, Wyatt Earp, uh, who he hits over the head. We'll hear it in a second. Here we go.
0: I ain't easy, I ain't your kid You take sorry and shove it up your ass
1: I'll fight you right now God damn You're gonna bleed
3: You got a fight coming Coming today
4: There you go They're warned a fight is coming, and it's coming today. Um, but before that, we get to the scene where Doc Holiday is with his doctor. So Doc is with his doc. <laughs> don't laugh at that, Anthony. Please, that was horrible. Uh, I'll, anyway, I'll try not to. please don't. Please don't. I beg you not to laugh. Anyway, Doc is with his doctor, and let's uh, let's listen in a little bit here.
0: Your condition's quite advanced. I'd say you lost some 60% of your lung tissue, maybe more.
1: That's the verdict.
0: Two years, two days, hard to say. If you stop now, you're smoking, you're drinking, you're gambling, your nightlife. You need complete rest. What I mean is, you must attempt to uh, deny your... marital impotence get out of my
1: sight how are you feeling, duck?
3: Mm, better that's good I knew it
1: wasn't nothing
3: We must talk,
0: darling. It appears we must redefine the nature of our association.
1: I'm a good woman to you, Doc. Don't I always take care of you? Nobody cares for you like me. I'm a good woman.
0: Yes, it's true. You are a good woman. Okay.
4: Now, he's sitting here saying you're a good woman. She shoves a cigarette in his mouth that she just rolled. And, uh, I'll keep going from here.
0: Maybe may be the Antichrist. <laughs> there you go. So he,
4: she may be a good woman, but she might be the Antichrist. She gives him a cigarette, starts blowing him, is what this scene implies. She's going down on him. And, uh, you know, he's sick as fuck, but this girl, again, is a fucking enabler, dude. Enabler. But... A good girl. A good egg. <laughs> A good egg at that. Um,
2: yeah. Well, box, hey. you know that old saying, right? What? If, if she don't blow, she gotta go.
0: <laughs> I do know
4: that saying, Anthony.
2: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> ah, damn.
4: I really do. <laughs> Ah, very good. Um, All right, now we go back to obviously where, uh, you know, Doc was there. Now we go back to the ERPS and the OK Corral. We're getting close now. We're actually just one scene away. Um, We were told by Ike a fight is coming. Oh, it's fucking coming. And uh, it does come. and uh, I'm going to play a little part here where, remember, the only two marshals in town right now are Virgil and Morgan, the two Earp brothers, but what we get now is uh, White doesn't know what else to do, so here we go. Let's see what else he does.
1: Uh, there's six of them. Yeah, this is like a bad dream.
0: Stay calm and use your head, it'll be alright. Just the same though. Guess maybe you better swear me in.
4: Alright. I'll pause it there. Now he gets sworn in. Um you know, obviously maybe you better swear me in so uh I can do what I gotta do. Now he goes and gets a gun. Now you might ask, what's so special about this gun? Is that what you were gonna ask Anthony? I think you were, weren't you? Yeah I was. No you weren't. Um anyway, what is so special about this gun? I promise I was <laughs> Okay. Uh this gun is basically a ten inch barrel forty five Colt. Um known a lot of people will call this the Peacemaker because of Wyatt Earp, um but is actually called a Buntline Special. Um the real special thing about it is the 10-inch barrel. Um it's a big badass gun and was really carried by Wyatt Earp. So that is what it is. Um It's a big motherfucking gun. It's it would basically be like a fucking 50 caliber handgun today. Like like a Desert Eagle. This is today's Desert Eagle. You know what I mean? Uh it wow. was it, it was the, the 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 dirty harry gun of its time. That makes sense. That Maybe. Makes sense. Yeah, it was the dirty harry gun of its time. Uh but uh this is where we sort of get into the OK Corral gunfight. Um, and this was, again, all a true fucking story. So, let's get into a little bit of this, uh, gunfight at the OK Corral. Uh, you know, basically after Wade is, Wyatt is sworn in, gets his gun, he comes back, he's waiting, and this is what they hear. I'm gonna play a little bit now. Oh. Got no volume. Here we go. Here we go.
0: Cowboy's been telling everybody in town they're going to clean you out. They're back there in that lot behind the OK Corral. Thank you, Mayor.
1: What are you doing out of bed, Doc? What the, the
0: hell's going on? Got had five people come up to my room telling me that Clantons and McLowerys are gunning for us. We're going down there now. Uh, what are we going to do? Wait till the liquor wears off. As soon as they start getting headaches, they'll lose interest.
1: Lose interest, hell. They're threatening our lives. <laughs> You'll never make that stick. They're carrying guns, Wyatt.
0: Christ's sake, Verge, that's a misdemeanor. You go down there to arrest them. Something goes wrong. Maybe this time somebody really gets his head broke. you will have cowboys coming around looking for trouble from here to Christmas. You want to risk all that over a misdemeanor? You're damn right I'll risk it. They're breaking the law. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you
4: to say to me. Okay. Now you hear Doc Holliday said, you know, it's a hell of a thing to say to me. Um, Obviously, he thinks of Wyatt as a friend. Now, the weird thing about this is that's about to happen, and I am going to play a little more, um the gunfight at the O.K. Corral was thirty seconds long, and and is very famous. A thirty-second gunfight with approximately thirty shots fired, um, but it was in eighteen eighty-one. So it was almost like a
2: Goldberg match. <laughs> Uh, you get in, you get out, that's it
4: there you go, I like that dude I fucking like that man um, yeah This Speared,
2: uh, spear jackhammer and
4: get the fuck out there you go, exactly man um despite the name of the uh, gunfight at the OK Corral it really didn't happen at the OK Corral it did happen on the street the OK Corral was in But it really took place six doors down. So... The reason it's known as the gunfight at the OK Corral... Is sort of one of those things that's like... What the fuck is going on? But really it took place at... uh, C.S. Fly's Photographic Studio. Which was on the same street. But again, six doors west of the OK Corral's entrance. Uh, But still... The gunfight is known as the, you know, gunfight at the OK Corral. But uh, they do go over there and fight everybody. uh, The main, again, you know, they're all over there. They're all throwing shots out. And, uh, again, a 30-second fight with approximately 30 shots fired. Now, Ike was apparently unarmed during this fight and ran from the fight because he had nothing on him. Um, But obviously the main thing you're going to think of when you see this fight, and this is going to be a quick line, uh, is when after everything is going on, they've gunned down most of the guys, we hear Doc Holliday standing there. And he says this line, and I'm going to play it, and I got more information on it. Here we go.
0: I got you now, you son of a bitch. You're a daisy if you do.
4: (laughs) Okay, once again, you're a daisy if you do. Comes back, this line, by all accounts and records, is true. 100% true. Uh, He was actually there. The guy said, I've got you, Doc Holliday, you son of a bitch. And he really did say, well, you're a daisy if you do. So this was one of the lines that is 100% recorded and documented by people who were there as true. He did actually say that. Pretty fucking cool, man, huh? Hey,
2: if you gotta go out, wanna go out the coolest way possible, right?
4: <laughs> go out with one of those Arnold one liners. I I'll, I'll get to the job. I You know, gotta go out with one of those. But, uh, yeah, and that's it. Now, where, obviously, these people took these, these, you know, this gunfight was considered murder by the sheriff of the town and a lot of people. And they had a little thing, uh, a a funeral for all the guys that were murdered in the, 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 the town of Tombstone. Um... And this is once again where we get another line, a famous line, by Doc Holliday. Uh, They're walking through, and um, Johnny Ringo comes out drunk as a motherfucker. He sees Wyatt and Virgil and Morgan and kind of starts talking shit. And uh, this scene must be played. And Anthony, I think you know where I'm going here, right?
0: Yes, I do. <laughs> Here we go, man. Billy, really? I say hello. It's Deputy, and I don't want to talk to you. Those men you killed were my friends.
1: I'm just a nothing, but if I wasn't, I'd fight you right now, so I don't want to talk to you. All they
0: ever did was laugh at him. Sister boy, should have stuck around. What do you want, Ringo? I want your blood. And I want your soul. And I want them both right now. I don't want any more trouble. Well, you got trouble! Right and it starts with you. I'm not going to fight you, Ringo. There's no money in it. Sober up. Come on, boys. Wretched slugs.
3: Don't any of you have the guts to play for blood?
0: I'm your Huckleberry.
1: That's just my game.
4: Okay, I'm going to pause it there. Because that's obviously the famous line. I'm your Huckleberry. That's just my game. Uh, Now... In researching this a little bit, um, Huckleberry is actually Hucklebearer, which was a term in the Old South that meant the pallbearer or the undertaker. And that would make more sense, which he's basically saying, I'm your Hucklebearer. And people... The rumor is people are misunderstanding, misunderstanding this line, and the real word is huckle bearer, not huckleberry. So that's the real thing. Basically, he's saying and I'm your huckle bearer, which means I'm gonna be the one to put you in the fucking ground, which would make a little more sense, right?
2: It does make more sense, but Huckleberry sounds cooler. <laughs> it does.
4: I will agree with that. It does. Um, and I am going to play the rest of the scene because this is probably one of the more notable scenes that the movie is known for. Um, I mean, I even this line, I, I have this as one of the drops for our Wednesday show, but I'm going to keep playing this. Um, this is... One of the most amazing scenes. And again, Val Kilmer comes in as Doc Holliday and steals the fucking movie. You know, right here. Here we go.
0: All right, Lunger. You go to hell. I'll put you out of your misery. Say, Wham.
1: Johnny, get Get off! Don't mind him; he just drunk. That's all. down,
0: Johnny. No! I want them spitting blood. Easy, Tom, Easy. Now ain't the time. down. All
4: right, I replayed it because he says now ain't the time. They do. End up going after these guys, but they wanted to do it on their own timeline. They wanted to do it slow, and they decided to pick a rainy night, kind of a rainy night uh and they do they do come after the guys uh the Erp brothers basically is who they're after, and obviously the other guy they're after is Doc Holiday. But Doug Holiday, again, is uh, one they're a little scared of. He's known, even drunk, known as one of the fastest guns, you know, in that area. So they do, you know, understand that and kind of uh, worry about him. Uh, But, uh, you know, basically what's happening here is these, uh, these guys go through and um they're looking for vengeance and the night after this happens they take it it's a rainy night a stormy night um and basically what happens is they go after all these guys even all three of their women which is where you know a few of the guys have issues with the fact that <clears throat> they are going for the women um, one of the guys who I have forgotten to mention, Michael Rooker, uh, plays Sherman McMasters. Uh, if you don't know who this guy is, watch Days of Thunder. He's rowdy. He plays the guy rowdy in that movie. Um, he's in a ton of other movies, but the real movie I know him from is uh, that movie. And, of course, Rats. He's in Mulraths also. He's yes. the father of um what's her name? The girl in that movie whatever. The girl who's uh in love with Jason London in that movie. So he's in that movie too. But yeah, that's that's him right there. And uh they actually take a little bit of offense to what happened with the women um after they go in and shoot at him. So this is uh, this is that scene right here where they walk up to Wyatt and basically say, look, whatever you need, we're here.
0: I heard about what they did to your women. That was wrong. I'm here to let you know that it wasn't me. I had no part of it. No brothers to the bone, right, McMasters? No, not anymore. Not after this. He's right, Wyatt you want us for anything, we're
4: with you. Now, McMasters actually throws his sash. Again, we heard all the cowboys carry red sashes. He throws the red sash on the ground and basically says, I'm not with that shit, brah. That ain't me, man. So, you know, there's that part right there, but... um. After what we see there, again, they are going after these Wyatt brothers. Uh, the first brother they get is Sam Elliott. It's funny. He sort of stumbles back into the bar they own, kind of kind of like in Roadhouse. It's sort of a kind of weird, but they do that. Uh, they also shoot Morgan. They shoot Morgan though, um, and though Virgil gets beat up and actually loses use of his arm, v- Morgan, however, gets shot in the back and doesn't make it. They do kill Wyatt's brother Morgan. Um, the next day, they decide that they're going to uh, leave, and as they're leaving, they're all showing you know packing up all the you know the brothers that are left and you know. Showing the coffin of Morgan And as they leave I'm going to play you that scene right here We go
0: I want you to know it's over
1: Well Bye You smell that Bill?
3: Smells like someone died. <laughs> Jesus, <John.
0: laughs> yeah, <Jack! laughs> I
1: Dick finish
4: it. There you go. So, you know, they're being dicks. And obviously he tells Stillwell and Ike to finish it. This is the night. Um, right after that scene, we get to scene where uh, Doc Holliday leaves Kate. He actually leaves in order to go help Wyatt. Um, Wyatt in this movie is probably Doc Holliday's only real friend. And he knows that. Um, but he does leave Kate here. And he leaves Kate in order to go help Wyatt. And not have any worries on his mind. But um, they do. The Cowboys do come for Wyatt. Uh, Remember, I said they were leaving. It shows them actually getting on the train. And this is the next scene I'm going to play as they're getting on the train. Let's go. That's Virgil with the women. He's mine.
0: All aboard! Hey, Maddie, where's Wyatt? Right behind you, Stilwell.
4: What happens here? I know you're listening. Wyatt walks up to Ike, and uh, basically, you know, after he kills Stillwell, he uh, goes up and literally walks up to Wyatt to uh, Ike, takes his rouse spur. Uh, those of you who don't know what a rouse spur is, it's an actual spur with spikes on it. You've seen them; they look like little wheels. And that's what that is. And he slices him across the face. Uh, and then he tells him this.
0: All right, Clinton, You called down the thunder. Well, now you've got it. You see that? It says United States Marshal. What Please don't kill me. Please. Take a good look at him, Mike. Because that's how you're going to end up. The Cowboys are finished, you understand me? I see a red sash, I kill a man wearing it. So run, you curse. Uh, run! Tell all the other curs the line's coming! You tell them I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! <coughs>
4: So there you go. Hell is coming with me. Uh there you go. Um now it shows him going through and killing a bunch of different cowboys in this movie. Uh it really in this movie it shows about twenty-seven and he says about twenty-seven cowboys, but in reality only four cowboy deaths were officially recorded the actual number is said to be anywhere between 8 and 15 but they go rogue on these fucking cowboys like he said if it's got a red sash he killed it uh in this movie of course but um in one's you know finally it gets to a scene where he's got curly bill and a bunch of the other guys cornered and you know, they go out there and he basically, Wyatt Erp just goes out and doesn't even think about consequences um, and goes out and takes shots, dodging bullets. Not even dodging bullets. Like, every bullet shot at him is not even hitting him. Godlike is how people from that event explained it. Um and then they kind of uh, get into a little uh, they sort of take a break after that and uh, I'm going to play that scene for you guys right here Oop. can't do it like that now
0: I can did you ever see anything like that before? hell I ain't never even heard of anything like that <laughs> nothing where is he?
1: Down by the creek. Walking on water.
0: Well, let's hope he's got another miracle up his sleeve. if find no Ringo. He's headed straight for us. My if they were my brothers, I'd want revenge too. No, make no mistake. It's not revenge he's after. It's a reckoning. Doc, you sorry to be in bed. What the hell are you doing this for, anyway? Wyatt up is my friend. Hell, yeah, I got lots of friends. I don't.
4: And that's why I wanted to play that scene where basically Doc Holliday says, You know, Wyatt is my friend. And, uh, you know, one of the guys says, I got lots of friends. He says, I don't. Uh, so obviously Doc Holliday is just doing this because that's his many friend, and he doesn't have many friends and why it's probably his only real friend. Um, we go to another uh, scene now uh, where, you know, they're coming through and uh, <clears throat> basically what happens is McCreary, again, who I talked about a few minutes ago, <clears throat> They're coming to a farm. Doc passes out again from the tuberculosis, bleeding from the mouth, everything. They take him to a farm who Charlton Heston plays the owner, uh, obviously a, a, an OG badass Charlton Heston, takes him in, and um, during that, Ringo sends for and and uh, I'm going to play a little meeting for you guys, because that's, uh basically tells a little bit of what Ringo is thinking. And uh, I'm going to play that for you right now.
1: Look who's back.
0: Radical returns. Hello, sure. You wanted to talk? Yeah, kinda. Wanted to see if you'd join back up with us. That's what you got me up here for? You're a cowboy, not a dog catcher. Come back, no hard feelings. Isn't there anything I can say to make a change your mind? You gotta stick with your new friends. At least they don't go around scaring women. You're the boss? Hey. Sir? Just one thing
1: How are you gonna get back to him?
4: They do send McCreary back, um, beaten, dragged by a horse. And tell Wyatt this right here.
0: Pick up McMasters.
1: Ringo wanted a make.
4: I'm saying the wrong name. McMasters. Sorry.
1: Make sure he got your attention, Marshal. He wants a straight-up fight. Just you and him. Settle this thing once and for all. Oak Grove at the mouth of Silver
0: Springs Canyon. Seven o'clock. You tell him I'll be there. Are you crazy? I'll be there! It's not
4: finished. There we go. So we go there. Um, now again We said Doc had passed out So he's sick um, Wyatt and Doc You know he does go back To see Doc after this And he has a little Heart to heart With Doc This seems a little bit long But I do want to go ahead And play this Is that okay with you Anthony
2: Hey shoot you're the uh, producer
4: Ah yeah there we go So, yeah, I do want to go ahead and play this scene. Um, This is Wyatt and Doc, Doc Holliday's little little talk. Here we go.
0: I spent my whole life not knowing what I wanted out of life. Just chasing my tail. Now for the first time I know exactly what I want. And who. That's the damnable misery of it. Makes a man like Ringo, Doc, makes him do the things he does. A man like
3: Ringo got a great empty hole right through the middle of him.
0: He can never kill enough or steal enough or inflict enough pain to ever fill it. What does he need? Revenge.
3: For what? Ian
0: born? It all happened so fast with Curly Bell, I didn't really have time to think about it, but I've had plenty of time to think about this. I can't beat him, can I? No. Wait. I'm going with you.
1: Oh God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Wyatt.
4: All right, I'm gonna pause here. Um, Doc plays a little more sick than he is here. Uh, after explaining all that to Wyatt, and Wyatt explains what he explains to him. Um, and we we get to another another amazing scene in, in the movie. The scene where uh, Duck Holiday. Meets up with uh, Johnny Ringo again. Yes, sir. Again, he fakes being as sick as he is, and we get this scene right here, which I have to to play this scene. So here we go.
1: Well.
0: I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your Huckleberry. Why, Johnny Ringo. You look like somebody just walked over your grave. Fight's not with you, Holiday. I'll beg to differ, sir. We started a game we never got to finish. <clears throat> Play for blood, remember? I was just fooling
1: about. I wasn't, and this time it's legal.
0: All right, Lunger, let's do it. They win. Too high
4: strong. Okay, uh, Wyatt comes running up and uh, Doc Holliday basically says he kills him. Now, let's go to truth. Let's go to uh, history. Um, history says Johnny Ringo was found dead under a large oak tree, just like it shows in this movie, with a single gunshot wound to the head. Um And his revolver did show one shot being fired. The majority opinion says he committed suicide. Now, Anthony, there's two more theories to this. So this is a three-theory... Okay, shoot. Okay, this is three theories. The first theory, obviously, is suicide. Second theory, Wyatt Earp killed Johnny Ringo in a duel or an ambush. Um the third theory is that Doc Holliday killed Johnny Ringo. Now the third theory is the least plausible that 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 like they show in the movie because Johnny Ringo's death was on july fourteenth, eighteen eighty two and according to court records, Doc Holiday was in court on the eleventh, the fourteenth, and the eighteenth of July. So the that is why the majority of the people believe that Johnny Ringo actually committed suicide. But the way this movie portrays it is it really i mean yes it shows um doc holliday killing him but there's more theories that could be you know portrayed in this movie but it's cool the way they did it uh you know just puts a bullet in his head really just holsters his gun in the cool way possible and uh that's pretty much it But, uh, I mean, that was really the, you know, Curly's been dead for a while at this point, and, uh, you know, basically, here's what Doc Holliday says.
0: I'm afraid the strain was more than he could bear. Oh, I wasn't quite as sick as I made out. Oh, God My hypocrisy goes only so far All right let's finish it indeed sir. the last charge of wired up and his immortals
4: So they do go. And they finish it. Uh, they take out according according to this movie. They take out the rest of the cowboys, and um, then the really the last scene is Doc Holliday in a hospital bed, basically dying. Um, I guess I can play the last scene, and uh, let's do it.
3: Oh, I, Father Feeney and I were just Investigating the mysteries
0: of the Church of Rome It appears you know, Hypocrisy knows no bounds you know, no hypocrite, Doc You just like to sound like one Brought you something. Well, let's see. Where are we today? Yeah, I'm seventeen dollars down to you. Two bits of hand, stud. I keep coming back here. I told you not to. In a minute. You're the only person I can afford to lose to anymore. How are we feeling today, Doc? I'm dying. How are you? Pretty much the same. So now we can add self-pity all the All right, Doc. All right, how many cards you want? I don't want to play anymore. How many? Damn, you're the most fallible, stubborn, self-deluded bullheaded man I've ever known in my entire life. I call. You win. But was all, you on the only human being in my entire life it ever gave me hope.
3: I was in love once. My first cousin. She was
4: fifteen. All right, this gets a little creepy. Anyway, <laughs> especially with all this shit going around in Hollywood. Let's not do this part. <laughs> but yeah, Doc Holliday does end up passing. Um, and he's what he's talking about to uh, Wyatt, though, is love. Now, he's Wyatt has left Maddie at this time, and... Basically, uh, the movie ends with Wyatt going to Dana Delaney, Josephine, in this movie, and uh, being basically happily ever after with her. And that's the uh, pretty much the end of this movie. Um, now, this movie, though, is the whole reason that he got... Batman Forever, Val Kilmer Doc Holliday this is why they chose him for the Batman movies, because of his acting in this movie, because it was so fucking great um, but yeah, this is really I mean, that's the end of the movie right there is his conversation with Doc um, but again, for a true story movie this is one of my I mean, it would be hard for me personally to put Young Guns, the original, and this movie, 1 and 2. It's, there's, one and two? Uh, 1 and 2 with, I can't judge which one would be 1 and which one would be 2. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I'm not I'm, coughing. I'm not about,
2: I want to put you on a spot, what's it? hmm Go ahead. Uh, who, uh, as far as Val Comer's acting, uh, Tombstone or The Doors?
0: I
4: really think Tombstone was the better of the two movies, number one. I think the character he played in Tombstone was better. Look, he nailed, and, you know, obviously if you want to check out our Doors episode, it is in the archives, He nailed Jim Morrison. I'm not going to fucking lie. But this movie, I really think he stole the movie. He wasn't supposed to steal the movie. You know what I mean? This movie was about Wyatt Earp and the brothers. More Wyatt Earp than anything. Uh, B-Makes is telling me I'm crazy, but I'm trying to explain why I think that. In The Doors, he played Jim Morrison. He was supposed to be the lead man. In this movie, he played sort of uh, not the lead man. He was supposed to be the the sidekick, if you will, and stole the movie. Yes. Which is why, if you had to ask me, which... (laughs) Yeah, go ahead.
2: He stole the heat.
4: Yeah, he I was did. He stole Kurt Russell's heat. He did. He took all the heat from this movie, yeah, which is why I would say to me in this movie, I believe he was the the better actor. Um, you know, in the doors he was supposed to be the the lead guy. He was supposed to be Jim Morrison. He was supposed to be that dude, but in this movie, he was just a sidekick. Who ended up stealing the fucking movie, you know? And again, just like B makes put it right now. Now he's kind of agreeing. You know, sometimes it takes an explanation to see where I, where where I'm coming from. There's all, there's usually a method to my madness. Um, and you know, he said, you know, being a second character, he stole the movie. You know, you could say that about a lot of movies where the the you know the uh, we said in Wolf of Wall Street, you know, Matthew McConaughey. Stole Stole that one scene from Leonardo DiCaprio. And holy shit, to steal the fucking scene from Leo. Jesus Christ, dude. But
2: A lot of movies, TV shows are like that. I mean, look mm -hmm. at them, fellas. Joe Pesci wasn't a star, but he stole the movie.
4: Absolutely. He's the one guy that
2: everybody remembers from that movie.
4: Absolutely. That character stole the fuck... That movie was about Henry Hill. But most people quote Joe Pesci from that movie the most quotable line from that movie is you know oh i'm fu- i'm a fucking clown to you i'm funny funny how you know and joe pesci the movie was about fucking you know ray liotta's character henry hill H- henry hill excuse me and uh that's the most quotable line is a movie, is from joe pesci you exactly yeah. you, you that's a great comparison dude absolutely um, but, uh, I, really, I've gone through all the trivia as we were going through the movie. Um, I won't lie, I did a little bit of, uh, research on this in the last couple of days. I, I've said before, this is one of my favorite cowboy movies, you know, like I said, to choose between this one and Young Guns Between 1 and 2 would torture me, and, uh, I'm not in the mood for torture. So... And, you know, yeah, Jeff, <clears throat> Jeffrey Wright, as Peoples Hernandez in uh, did Shaft, he did sort of steal that movie. Uh, and, again, to steal a movie from Samuel L. motherfucking Jackson isn't an easy thing to do. You know? Uh, Not at all. But people do it. There's many movies that, you know, are supposed to be this and turn out to be you know, whatever we, you know, whatever pop culture decides it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Doc, this movie turned out being, you know, the, the a great Doc Holiday movie. But I don't know, man. I mean, you know, the, like I said, this movie and Young Guns, two of my favorite cowboy movies. Uh, I know a lot of people would go way earlier in their cowboy movies, but... You know, when you were born, what what you've seen is always a, you know, kind of judge of that. So, but I don't know, man. I don't really have much more on this. Uh, Anthony, did you want to get into something else?
2: Uh, I guess real quick. Uh, should we get into the uh, latest Hollywood shenanigans? You know, a couple of new names broke out. Um, Over the past couple days. A couple
4: more did. All I know is when you start blaming Stallone, I get angry. You don't fucking blame Yeah, I mean no. no. You don't yeah, blame yeah, that one. No. Don't blame him. No. <laughs> and he is claiming that it never <laughs> happened. Um what were, I mean, do you have some of the new ones that have been mentioned? I know Stallone was one, Louis C.K. We didn't, I mean, we sort of talked about the Louis C.K. thing. Uh, who else do you have there that you know of? Uh,
2: a funny one is uh, Ron Jeremy, which I found hilarious. I don't, obviously, <laughs> accusations, but just the porn what? chicks are going of- to. <laughs> who get paid the fuck for a living are claiming that they've been raped it's kind of it struck me as funny
4: Ron Jer- Okay Ron Jeremy is almost as ridiculous as Andy Dick being blamed for sexual harassment in my opinion. Uh I mean ridiculous but Ron Jeremy you're in porn. Yeah. If you don't expect to grope here and there in porn, get the fuck out of the business. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I'm, – I'm I'm not making this – any light of this, but it's porn.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's not funny, but, but it's just more. I mean this is what I, I'm not trying to discount, and it's hard. The more of these cases that come out, it's going to be harder to separate the liars from the legitimate cases. But it's just – some of these are getting absurd.
4: It is. I'm and sorry, you know, sir. I mean, I, this is some of the actors that I'm going to you mention, know, Andy Dick, Ben Affleck, um, Charlie Sheen, even was one of them. Um, and Charlie Sheen was actually, yeah. you know, blamed for, and this has been something that's been going on for a long time, blamed for raping Cor- Corey Haim. Back in the day. Um, Brooke, uh, Corey Hames mother be- doesn't believe it. She actually thinks it was someone else, and he just said the first name that came to mind. Uh, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, Kevin Spacey, who I don't know. George Takai is another one. Jeremy Piven, you know, from PCU. We've talked about him. Uh Louis C. K. Again we talked about him a little bit. Uh Matthew uh Weiner Weiner, who's the brother of uh Harvey Weiner, so another one there. Uh, um R. Kelly, Richard Dreyfus, Tom Sizemore. Richard, oh, come on. Richard Dreyfus was another one. See, dude, I'm I'm these people coming out from the 1980s, Oliver Stone was accused of groping a model, I, I, I just don't, I don't know, man. Some of these are really, like, left field, like, holy shit, how could you fucking say that? Then, I mean, like, Charlie Sheen, you're like, oh, Charlie Sheen's been on drugs for a while, maybe he did some shit, you know, I'll- I, you know, even the mother doesn't think. I don't know, man. This, this whole thing in Hollywood is just really getting out of hand. Um, and obviously, oh. what? Whoa, 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 oh. whoa, whoa, whoa.
2: Sorry, I, I just, I just found a list. Guess what other name is here? What? Steven Seagal.
4: no, 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 no. I won't believe that. I won't believe that. No, no. You stay. So you tell me Stallone and Segal. I'm not believing either one. No, no, yeah. no, no. He's
2: been accused by four women and two. Two of them, One of them is Jenny McCarthy, and the other one is Eva Larue. Those are the two. Uh, you would know. Oh
4: come on, Jesus Christ, Steve, Steven, Steven Seagal. This man. Ha- this man was banging Kelly LeBrock. Yes, the girl from weird fucking science that we that every person around my age literally and when I say literally, I mean literally jerked off to as a fucking kid, you know, come on, I don't believe, I don't believe it, I'm sorry, I don't believe it, I don't believe it about fucking uh Stallone, I think Kevin Spacey is bullshit. Uh, Louis C.K. came out and said he did it, and, you know, uh, whatever. But I don't know, man. I think all these accusations, it's going to be really fucking hard to establish who's telling the truth, who's not. But what it's really going to do is smear a lot of fucking names in Hollywood and no matter if they're found guilty or innocent, you're always going to have the the naysayers that are going to be like, well, I believe he did it. No matter what happens, that's what's going to happen. So, I, you know, some of these guys I feel bad for. Some of them I don't. Uh, you know, the, the these guys who are obvious, you know, there's evidence, there's proof. Fry them as far as I'm concerned. Some of these guys that are just, oh, you know, I'm going to jump on this fucking train and have, you know, and are, you know, George Takai, Sulu. Come on. George Takai is fucking gay. He's not hitting on any women. And it's from a woman, this accusation. Come on, stop.
2: Stop. Shit, I mean, they, they, they've been dragging a uh, Bush senior through the mud now. He's like fucking 93 years old. Gee, I mean, come on now. Like, this, this is what I mean. And let, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to, we're not trying to discount anybody who was legitimately a victim of something. But when you start to drag people through the mud, like, and there's no visible way to prove something happened. Mm. I'm sorry. It, it, sometimes you got to let, let that one go. I'm sorry. Yeah. Old and, Jesus, and a 93-year-old man is, I mean, come on
4: now. Yeah, and that's what I was saying by, you know, a few weeks ago when I, I... I'll admit I said something stupid. I said, you know, sometimes these people are just smearing these people. And you know what? If they did something, absolutely they should be fucking smeared like hell. But you know some of these people now are just coming out just to fucking do it i mean you know it's 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 crazy and we can't some of the things we just can't say yes we can't say no a lot of these people are just saying fuck no i didn't do it salone is flat out saying none of this happened it's a complete bullshit um so i don't know man but to me I mean Hollywood look, Hollywood we've all known forever is a dirty, dirty business, a secretive business, a business that no one knows what's really going on in. And to hear this, I'm not gonna say it's a shock. But you know, it's 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 really getting out of hand at this point where people are going. So I don't know, man. I hope we uh I feel like we're losing we're going to lose a lot of a few actors because of it. Um so, you know, say hello to the new regime coming in soon of actors. But uh yes. I don't know, man. What do you got, Anthony? You Got anything hopefully, else?
2: Hopefully. What? Yeah, hopefully uh this show will be able to, I said hopefully this show can survive the uh all of these scandals and controversy. We will have nothing to talk about. Mm to take down hollywood
4: yeah man i don't know what we're going to fucking do but um well shit anthony i guess on that note we uh we can take off i appreciate everyone fucking hanging out even through our uh little what do you call them audio issues that we had tonight we couldn't get a few things working we finally did But uh, definitely thank you to everybody for tuning in to THT Movie Review, which you can find right here on Mixler.com slash THT Podcast. Don't forget to check out Shaheen and uh, me. We're here Wednesday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time at THT Wrestling Podcast. Don't forget to check out Doug and Anthony. They have the Rain Men of Wrestling podcast. Yeah. Where they totally geek out on wrestling. Yeah. Check it out. THT Network on iTunes. Yeah. And don't forget to check out uh, Shaheen and JCat. They do a little uh, a fucking hell of an indie show. And uh, check them out right here. Mixer.com slash THT Podcast. Anthony. I appreciate you fucking joining me man. Uh I know you're late, but uh shit happens and uh I'm glad we're back man. I know last week we took off, which was 100% my fault. You sort of tried to take a little credit in the uh in the post, but uh I owned up to it. It was my fault. I was out of town. So uh sorry about that, but we we'll, we should be back. Not sure about next week if we're going to be back, but um We'll see what happens it being uh you know, Thanksgiving week and all. And we'll see what happens. But uh, Anthony, appreciate it, man. Good show. And I'll talk to you uh either Wednesday or next week, man.
2: Thank you to the listeners. Thank you, Box and
4: uh o- There you go, Thanks. man. You broke up pretty bad, but uh I think we got the gist of it. All right, man. Take it easy and see y'all later.
3: Later.
1: Thanks.
3: I'll
0: go home and get your fucking shine box.